74 Tango Whiskey, 2.6 for 3,000, uh, 140 on Yeah. So how long do you guys think it's going to take for them to, you know, announce a president here? Or I don't really even know what they're doing. You know, I haven't heard any rumblings about interviews going on. A lot of times you'll hear, you know, some under the radar reports about so-and-so is in town for an interview. But it's been pretty quiet on that yeah, front. I don't think we've heard Fletcher any of that stuff fired. yet. Eh. I mean, you got the draft is what, late June? So, I mean, you got a fucking while here before they have to make any kind of actual decisions. But I would assume once the season comes to an end, you'll probably hopefully theoretically start hearing a little more on uh, front office changes, but you know, no. hopefully they, uh, you know, they're going to hire an outside firm again, of course, to, uh, <laughs> yeah, weigh all their options. And... They can't figure anything out themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, Quick, uh... let's go to ask Jeeves.com. Let's they see can, if we can do a search. They can use chat GPT for all this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I, had, I I was screwed around with that a couple of weeks ago in terms of like trying to get it to tell me why Chuck Fletcher was a bad general manager. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get a lot out of it. I should have saved it, but like it wouldn't it wouldn't go into opinions on anything, but I was really trying to get it to say that Chuck should be fired. This was like a day before he got fired or something. <laughs> you know what? Let's put this on the record right now. And if any other flyers sites or podcasts do this, we are coming after you. You understand? We're going to fucking sue you into the fucking <laughs> stone age. You ready? Dan, here's the idea. Any big thing that comes up in flyers land, we're going to get chat GPT to write an article for brotherly puck. There you go. Chuck Fletcher is an asshole who ruined the Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> <laughs> and have a whole article and, and specify written by chat GPT. And you yeah. say, this is the consensus. This is exactly what this is what artificial intelligence says about Chuck Fletcher in his tenure or John Tortorella as coach or Morgan Frost as 2C, whatever it is that you want to write about. And I let's copyright that right now. Let's trademark that. Flyers articles and stuff for the podcast by chat GPT is the proprietary. Uh, how do we, how do we word this Mike? Word this <laughs> is the proprietary property trademarked copyrighted brotherly puck, brotherly pod enterprises. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll try to enforce that as best we can, but <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first, is that there will be a whole segment. JetGPT will be basically analyzing uh, and prognosticating on everything Flyers from the Brotherly Puck website. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see how accurate it is. And um, I think it'll be pretty interesting, actually. One thing that I did notice from it is it it has a hard time taking a hard stance on a particular a particular position. Like, it'll try to present to you, like, you know, angle a then angle b 
and the pros and cons of angle A and angle B, and then doesn't really come to a conclusion on something. So the one thing I would try to press it is that we need a specific answer and to take a side on something. And that's where I think it's lacking a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, one thing I want to get into, and I think Dan, you had a great article on brotherly puck, um, on this was John Tortorella had made some comments, um, on subtractions, uh, to the roster, which was kind of interesting that a head coach would actually use that language in a press conference at the end of the year here. And um, I think, Dan, you had some great information about some of the most likely candidates that we can expect to be subtracted this year. Um, and I think that none other than our old pal Kevin Hayes at the top of the list. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one when he mentions subtraction because I feel like I believe – a potential rebuild or, you know, whatever this season going to be more when Tortorella says it than when Breer says it. And when he's already thrown out the name, oh, we got to make fucking subtractions to the roster. It's like, hey, hello. <laughs> Change is on the horizon, you know, for the first time in a long time. And I think the biggest problem with that is a lot of the guys that seem to be in John Tortorella's doghouse, you know, fucking Tanner Lazinski and Sandstrom and Allison, you know, depth guys and people that are fucking nobodies. You know, that aren't going to make a difference whether they're here or not. You know, I think Farabee's an interesting one. Kevin Hayes, I, I had the top of my list there. And I brought this up with Anthony. Hayes is now an interesting one because theoretically, if you were going to move him, the whole point of moving him was to clear as much cap as you can in order to go into the summer and replace that money, right? To replace him on the roster with, say, literally, say Dylan Larkin. But you were probably going to have to retain some of his cap and or throw in a pick or so to move that contract. He's got three years left at 7.1. If you're rebuilding, if this franchise is rebuilding, quote unquote, it doesn't really make sense now to retain any money on his salary or to throw in a pick or two to make this happen. Like, I guess it's still possible he gets moved. I don't know if he and Tortorella are exactly best friends at this point. But if there's not going to be a team out there that eats his contract whole... Does it really make sense for this franchise to retain two to three million dollars for the next three years to make that happen? Because it sure doesn't seem like it's something that's really in the works anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think the only reason that they do that is if, you know, given the circumstances now, um, is if there's some sort of value in getting him off the roster in terms of you just don't want him in the room. Uh, he's taking up a roster spot that can be used by another player. You know, one of those two things would be the only reason to get him off. Uh, obviously, they're not using the money on anything at this point. Um, so that's out the window, unfortunately. And are you just going to be, you know, Santa Claus to another team and say, OK, here, take this player who has some mild level of usage and we'll just retain, you know, 50% of the salary for just cause we're nice people. Uh, you know, that's what Chuck Fletcher would have done. Cause mm -hmm. he's a nice guy, you know, just like he did with the Brendan Lemieux thing, um, with Rob Blake. Um, but you know, when you're looking at it objectively, I think you're right, Dan, I think you're onto something there is that at the end of the day, there's really no incentive for the flyers to do that. Um, unless, you know, again, there's a reason to get him out of the locker room or you need the roster spot. You know, if you were retaining a million or two, but you have freed up five million and then you use that five million on Larkin, okay, fine. It's a sacrifice that's worth making. If you're just going to clear him and retain two to three million dollars just to fucking say he's no longer here, but you're going to carry two or three million dollar cap hit for a while, that doesn't make sense anymore. 
you know, I get you could still move him, but he had a decent season, all things considered. Now he's cooled off tremendously over the last, you know, maybe month at this point. But I don't know. I I, I don't think that it makes a lot of sense anymore to to really kind of go out of the way to do so. If there's a team that wants him and maybe that wants to retain maybe a million dollars, something not you know inconsequential. Fine, you can still make that move, but I no longer think it makes sense to talk like half of that fucking contract to send him to Columbus or something because he wants to play with Johnny Gaudreau. You know, Kekalainen is going to take Breer to the goddamn woodshed on a trade like that. So I, I, I think it, it no longer takes precedence to move Hayes. And, you know, unless things are so bad behind the scenes that it ultimately boils down to, to having to get him out of there. I don't know. I, I just don't know if it's financially worth it anymore unless there's something in return. And that kind of is the thing with Hayes in the first place. If, even if you are moving him and say just retaining a million dollars, what the fuck are you going to get back for this guy anyway? Like, what is his trade? Va- you're not getting a first round mm-hmm. pick, right? Maybe like a, a second if you're lucky, but probably like a, maybe a third and a fourth. Like, I, I just don't. I don't know. I'm not against moving him, but at this point in time, especially if you're declaring a rebuild and you're going to piss away next season anyway, you fucking may as well just keep him on the books for one more year and ride it out, even if he's just some random, get, you know, just takes up the, the JVR role as some random depth guy, right? If he, you know, sits on the sidelines for Elliot Desnoyers or Bobby Brink next season, well, tough shit. You know, your contract sucks and you're fucked. You know, we couldn't move you painlessly this summer. So if there's a way to move him easily... I think they do it, but it just the 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 two to three million dollars shit, man. I don't like that anymore. There's no there's no there's no incentive to do that. There's no reward for doing that. So I don't know. We shall see how that one bubbles out there. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it takes precedence anymore in terms of the organization's offseason plans to to move Kevin Haynes. No, and I mean I'm looking at the 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 thing with Kevin Hayes is he has had a good season. Hey, he was an all-star. Yeah. Um, yes, he's cooled off tremendously, Dan, as you've alluded to. I I am not at the position where I trust Morgan Frost to be the 2C. I think there's a role for him here on the team next year. I think he's done enough to warrant. He's probably getting a, resigned. Know, yeah. Sure. Another short-term kind of deal, whether it's a year or two. I don't think it's going to be longer than that. Probably not. Um, I don't trust Sean Couturier to be a hundred percent healthy and with a back injury, that thing could flare up and tweak at any time. What happens not to interrupt you here, but like what happens when he gets his first hit and, and it fucking spikes? And he gets hurt again. Is he just done? Is it fucking game over this guy if something happens to him when he gets back? Even if it's in two years down the road. Like, what the fuck happened? I, I can't imagine they're going to keep throwing him out there with multiple back injuries, right? Or multiple surgeries. Even to go under a third problem or something like that. He's probably playing on borrowed time even if he does come back, right? So See, and that's the whole thing is I don't trust him to be a 1C for this team either. Yeah. So that already leads you to the point where, you know, ideally, would you would I want to trade Kevin Hayes? Yeah. I think 7.1 million freed up is great. Do I have to retain 3 million now to get him gone? Now it's not as attractive. Yeah. And then what are you getting for him? A second round pick. If you're lucky. If if you retain money and if you get rid of him, I think it leaves a hole at center because you don't trust frost. Uh, I don't think Kate's is, ready for anything more than a 3C. 
and that's fine. I'd rather have him as 3C anyway. Um, and I don't trust Couturier. So that would lead me to believe that, you know what, you got to go out and get a center. And I'm looking at the free agent class for centers right now on my screen. Wow, it's bad. bad. Jonathan Taves, he might not play again. Ryan O'Reilly, okay, serviceable for sure. Is he a 1C? Isn't he like 35 or something like that too? Like I don't know if that's the kind of guy you want to... 32. Yeah. (laughs) Sean Monaghan. Not anymore, no. Injured, right? Jordan Stahl. Shit. Jesus. Joe, Joe Pavelski, old. He's fuck. Holy shit. He's almost 39. Jesus. Joe Pavelski. Patrice Bergeron, not coming to Philly. Nope. He's going to retire at Bruin. Alex Kalorn, old. Good and useful, but he ain't a 1C uh, or anything like that. Alex Kerfoot, garbage. JT Comfer, I mean, he is what it is. He's not great, but he's not terrible either Lars Eller Paul Byron Pius Suter Craig Smith Andreas Athanasiu Oscar Sundquist uh, Alex Turcott Ivan Barbashev Zemgis Gergensen like it's just getting really bad now Tyson Tyson Jost you know like oh boy like this is just where are we just fill in players yeah where are we it's Nemestinikov where are we going to get the center from? Hey, wait a minute. Don't we have that Russian guy in Lehigh Valley? What's he going to do? He should come up. That's the guy that we signed to a triad. Oh, uh, Anisimov. Yeah. Yeah. Anisimov. <laughs> Let's get him. I heard he doesn't want to come up. I heard he's having a, a grand old time. Down For what it's worth, he's been a fucking breath of fresh air for that family yeah. team. Um, he's been very good. I mean, you got Denoyer, you got Cates, you got Frost, and you got Couturier, who all are at best are like three C's, right? <laughs> that are going to fill out your main <laughs> roster next year. The fucking Sean Katuri's 90-year-old broken-down ass gets to be thrown back out there. Morgan Frost, like, you know, he, he is what I think, you know, Anthony and I always talked about him kind of carving out a spot in the middle six as a 50-point guy, and seemingly pretty much what he is. You know, I don't think he's a legitimate star. He's not a top-six center on, on a real team. You know, he can be a fine placeholder given the circumstances, but he's nothing, you know, worthwhile. Cates looks to be building a nice little niche for himself. It took a while for him to get going at center, but now that he's there, you know, he's going to be next generation Sean Couturier, while Sean Couturier is still under contract, by the way. And, you know, Dane Oye, I think, looks good, and it looks like... But, uh, again, I, I think he's more maybe a 3C with a high uh, ceiling of kind of like a, a 2C. So... I don't know. I, I think you can piece this together for another year, but you know, once Larkin and Horvat left the the free agent pool there and, and signed with their respective clubs, like it really closed the door on free agents because he got nothing on that list outside of yeah. you know outside of those names. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with your center depth here. And it, it's it's why Bedard would go a long way. That's why Fantilli would go a long yeah. way. You know, get fucking young centers here that are going to be superstars for years to come so you don't have to go out and pay, you know, Bo Horvat $9 million a year to, to do whatever it is he's doing. And I don't know. I, uh, whether, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you do at center. <laughs> and I guess a lot of that ultimately boils down to whether or not they're actually rebuilding what their plan is, you know, if they're just going to piss away next season, I guess they don't have much of a need to do anything, you know, just run it back with the same fucking group, including Hayes. But 
I don't know. I guess we'll uh, see what happens. Uh, I guess the draft is probably going to be responsible for a big portion of that answer, right? Is what comes happens at center. If you're drafted an eighth overall and you take some fucking defenseman or something, well, you know, it doesn't really help your center problem anytime soon. So, especially with Goatee going back to college next year, it's not even like you can throw him at center and let him fucking figure his shit out. Now you got to wait a whole another year for that. So. I don't know. The center Has he position even been playing to be center problem. on a full time basis at BC. I heard that he was doing a lot of um, a lot of play at the wing position, perhaps flip flopping back and forth. So, but I don't keep up on college stuff very often. But basically, what I, seems to happen is like he'll play at center for most of the game, but in the dying minutes in the third period, when it's crucial for him to succeed, they'll put him on the wing because that's where he's most comfortable. That seems to be <laughs> something that uh, heard quite a few times. Uh, over the season, so he, you know he's good enough there to hold the position. But when it, you know when it's clutch time here, eh, he's back so he's not taking crucial faceoffs. Probably either, not. Right? No. Yeah, which is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I mean, even assuming that he would come in and slot as a center, which you know I'm not sure we actually can. I'm right sure now, they're going to try it, but whether it succeeds or not is a different story. Hmm. Hmm. I don't see them doing much at the center position at all. You know, even if they draft a center at eighth overall, like you guys mentioned, that player is not coming to this team for probably at least one to two seasons and probably isn't going to be impactful for three or more. Uh, they have Sean Couturier here forever. They have Scott yeah. Lawton for a couple more years. They play, And they play Lawton anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, Scott Lawton um, forgot about that. You know, they're going to use him as their Swiss Army knife, 1C through 3C. You know, every other game, they're going to use Morgan Frost, um, if Hayes is still here, although Torts probably won't play him at center very often, they're going to use Noah Cates um, in that you know two three C position most likely. Um, I'm not sure what they'll do at four C, but that is you know largely interchangeable under John Tortorella. It seems like so you know when it's all said and done, I think that they are not going to be adding or subtracting any of the current centers on this team. Uh, for at least the foreseeable future, maybe, you know, like we said, maybe Gautier or if they draft somebody at eight, you know, actually comes in the next couple of years. But other than that, they're set down the middle. As far as I can tell, they're locked under contract or the coach really likes some of these, you know, low, uh, low ceiling, high floor type of players. And that's where they're going to remain. I just don't see, you know, Manny went through all the free agents, not a single one of them do anything for us. Um, and there's nobody in the pipeline that is at the center position that is going to come up and take over that one C or that's two C shit. slot. Yeah. And outside so, of Dana, you got fucking nobody at center anyway in the pipeline. <laughs> so. Yeah. And outside of Dana, who's not coming in to play, you know, one or two C's, maybe serviceable three C, but how many serviceable three C's do you need on this team? Um, and that's where the trouble apparently. lies. Mm-hmm. That's where the trouble lies here. And they don't have, they have no plan out of that. Other than making some massive shuffle, which I don't think they're going to do at all, you know they're not going to trade away half the team and try to you know they're going to trade a Carter Hart soon, to get, no. you know one of the you know the Kings prospect or you know anything like that. I don't I don't see that happening. I mean, maybe, but um, I think they're comfortable with who they have. I think it's the wrong move. I think that that will lead you into ma- maxing out as playoff bubble, which is what we don't want. Um, but that seems to be what the tea leaves are saying right now at the center position what we were just talking about with Tippett enforcer and getting the most out of those players and you're setting them up to fail by giving them subpar centers to work with 
you know, Sean Couturier fucking out there in a wheelchair trying to set up Tyson Forrester for a one-timer really is not the, uh, you know, preferred method of success for somebody like that who could be a sniper in the future. You know, it just doesn't... You're, 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 this team just fucking is constructed so goddamn poorly. You've got like three teams worth of talented wingers on here and absolutely no centers to ignite them. It's fucking, I've never seen a construction like this on this team before. And, you know, one fucking center would go so far. You know, if Larkin hit free agency, if you made it all the way and you threw whatever the fucking that wanted to get here and you put him between fucking, you know, uh, Tippett and whoever's on the left side these days, Joel Farabee, you know, like you would see a significant uptick in that play, you know, and it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like how poorly they are up down the middle here. And especially if Sean Kateri, like, I'm sure he's going to come back. I'm sure he's going to make an attempt, but this guy was not particularly, you know, dynamic to begin with. What the fuck's he going to look like now? You know, I just like, if he's anything less than what he was before, which is the more than likely scenario, you're even more fucked. You know, I just like... What's the over-under on the amount of games he plays this season? You know, everybody's saying, oh, oh, we got to see him come back. And he talked about well, how, how hard it was right to, now? You know, to not time. play. And I, mean, I think he'll be lucky to play in the last five, Three, Matt, four, max. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games left as of this recording, which is the 24th. So, yeah, I would maybe five games max which would take you up to about uh, two weeks from now, which would be about a week before the season ended. Uh, it'd be exactly a week before the season ended, actually. Uh, it would be five games. Which, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine he's going to be ready immediately. You really haven't heard. I mean, he's been skating and whatnot, but I don't, I don't know. Doesn't sound like he's coming back within the next couple of days here. So, yeah, maybe five games if you're lucky. Maybe one or two, which, I mean... I don't know. Like, I get it. You know, uh, he talked a lot about his own kind of sanity on that thing and wanting to play. You know, like, I get, to an extent, I understand that. But what the fuck is there to prove for him coming back right now? Like, just take the off season and get your shit together. You know, come back stronger. Don't fuck yourself up in the summer. And just come back and try again fresh next year. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If he comes back and tweaks something immediately because he came back either too early or wasn't ready or something like that, <laughs> holy so shit. Amazing. Like, I mean, isn't he going to have to take contact before his first game anyway? How's he going to do that? Like in practices, I guess? Just probably just he's got a couple practices there. Take runs over. at him. <laughs> or they do what they did with Joel Farabee and they just fucking clear him without giving him any kind of contact and let him play his <laughs> season like they did at the beginning of the year there. Um, I don't know. I would assume he's probably got at least one or two practices in him with contact um, before they let him loose, but it's also the Flyers, and they don't exactly handle their injury situations well, as we've learned over the last however many years it's been now, so, you know, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what the call is there on Sean Kateri, yeah. No, and it is interesting that John Tortorella made a comment about fixing the medical staff, and how they do things. They and trust kind them. Of, right, and how they're kind of dealing with kid gloves with Sean Couturier, and doesn't seem like they're really rushing him back, or at least I don't think Torts is. I think that's kind of interesting. But wait a minute. You mean you guys weren't impressed by that video footage into practice with Sean Couturier in a non-contact oh, jersey? Oh, God. 
curl off of the wall and rifle a puck and he looked so good he's moving so well and so fast (laughs) and this guy's back and i'm like motherfucker like jesus christ i can't even i can't take these fucking people and meanwhile carter hart's lying in the butterfly position not moving did you see him pick that corner wow i'm almost positive that wasn't carter i think that was a fucking dummy dressed up in a flyer's jersey i don't even think that was a goaltender i wasn't a human being Holy shit. <laughs> Taking shots on a shooter tutor out there. Oh my god, what a fucking move. Yes, one of their e-bugs is yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd almost rather that Sean Couturier in truth. I could see the position on both sides. You want to see him get into a couple of games this year. I get it. Um, I would almost rather that he just... I'd rather he just retire and get Take off the fucking time. books. Yeah, I know. I'd rather him write a tell-all book about <laughs> the, the last ten years, and uh, and and the behind the scenes of when he was approached to sign that extension. But uh, I'd rather see him, you know, just get his back stronger, keep working out, keep skating, you know, slowly but surely you build up those muscles and the tendons and everything to the point where he can come back in the in the um, you know in the preseason and just give it a good go you know and then we'll really see what he's got i'd 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 rather do that than you know risk him freaking you know tying his skates and then fucking throws his back out and it's game over and he's out for god knows how long if if maybe ever right Mm -hmm. i'd rather that that happens see i kind of want that to happen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not that I not that I'm wishing him harm. I know I, I don't want to wish him any harm. You know, he has a good life and has a normal way of life and all that sort of stuff. But just it's just the constant teasing along of this savior of Sean Couturier here that I just want it to end. And if if that means that he's got to play in, you know, the fifth to the last game of the season and get fucking boarded and be out with an injury for the next year. So we know that he can't withstand it. I'd rather that happen now so we can, you know, start to move past this whole Sean Couturier era, which I want to do anyway. It I does suck that he's yeah. coming back. It's yeah. like, fuck, yeah, we it's... just, Giroud's gone and Couturier's been missing forever. And it's like, you're turning the page here with Tippett yeah. and Forster and all yeah. this shit. And all of a sudden it's like, we're going to start this rebuild with Sean, 30 year old Sean Couturier and 34 year old Cam Axon coming back. It's like, fuck, man, why do we have to do this? This Couturier was supposed to be over. This whole past, it's past us. We're moving on to the future and the, opening the door of the future by bringing back fucking Sean fucking Couturier, who's been here since 20-fucking-11. Yeah, no, it's right, Dan. It's a, I don't have any appetite to watch him play hockey Zero. at all Zero. for the Flyers anymore. Um, so that's part of it. And the second part is, yeah, exactly as you just mentioned, that this is a new chapter, you know, we don't want Sean Couturier to come in here and it, by all accounts, he's, he, he will not play to the level that he did in his Selkie season four years ago. Yeah. Um, and what's going to happen? You're going to have these young guys that are trying to form their own leadership group and they'd be laughing at the, you know, decrepit Sean Couturier. Oh, fucking old man can't play anymore. <laughs> Look at fucking Coots over there. You know, like he's just not part of the solution no. moving forward with this team. And, you know, you know, all the fucking geniuses, Danny Breer included, you know, were in the room when they fucking signed. Although, actually, I don't know if Danny was, uh, I guess, that long ago. But 
they chose to sign him again, you know, a year early. What is it? Two years ago now at this point, almost they, all the, all the bodies in that front office, the advisors, everybody was on board to re-sign this guy for no fucking reason. And now they're stuck with him. Uh, and they got to, you know, there's hell to pay. Somebody's going to have to figure out, you know, how how to get rid of him or just put him to the side because I don't, necessarily know if Tortorella even thinks it's a good idea to bring back Sean Couture. He hasn't expressed his thoughts on that, you know, specifically, but if I had to guess, if you put, you know, a truth serum in John Tortorella's mouth about Couturier, I would think there's a reasonable chance that he would say, we need to move on with our young players. This is a new chapter here. And as much as, you know, Couturier helped this team in the past, this is a young man's game right now. And we need to move forward without him. Um, I don't think that he has a, he has a spot on this team right now. It doesn't. It's just, God, it sucks. It sucks that he's going to come back and all of a sudden the, reopening those fucking wounds. You know, Giroux and Voracek are gone and his air is buried. And all of a sudden, hey, fucking Sean Gutierrez is back. Like, <laughs> son of a bitch, man. Can't we ever just fucking make any progress on this roster What's a fucking ever? He and fucking Sanheim can ride out in their fucking goddamn retirement homes 15 years from now when they're still under contract. God. They're- there are fucking senators in the in the Congress in the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, they have no. a better, they have a worse fucking term limit than that than those two fucking guys. I, you know what? I just had a vision. I need Mike. I'm going to need your help on this one. So it's the skate zone. It's it's preseason. You know, it's the first uh, practice and everything, and it's open to the public. And the, the it, it's obviously there's fans there because there's excitement and another flyer season is on the go. And Owen Tippett's skating around going, you know what? I scored, you know, fucking 20. Well, he's at 21 right now as of this recording. Let's assume he gets to like 23, 24 goals this year. I scored 24 goals, 23 goals. I had a really good season. People were starting to talk about me. You had Noah Cates skating around going, you know what? I've been a staple on this team. Worked my ass off. People were noticing me. Morgan Frost is like, you know what? After all these years, I'm finally starting to put things together. And instead of hearing fans chanting their names, there's fans in the front row at Voorhees at the skate zone going, Couturier! Couturier is back! Couturier is back! Meanwhile, Tip, it's like, how many goals do I have to score to like have fans cheer my name like that? How many? How many do I have to get? Because that guy wasn't here like the entire year last year. And I'm sure that they're not thinking that. But there might be a small part of them where they go, you know what? This guy wasn't here the whole time last year. And I grew as a player and a person. And we as a team got harder to play against. And we were following directions of the coach. And now this guy's back. And all of a sudden, like, everything's supposed to stop because Sean Couturier is back. Yeah. And he's the 1C. He's the guy that's going to lead us to the promised land. Oh, he's yeah. still not a playoff team. You know, I would I would venture to guess as well with him that he he pretty much hasn't played for like two seasons now. You know, he had a little bit of time. If he last doesn't year. come back this year, his last game was December of 2021. If he doesn't come back and doesn't come back till October, that's almost two full calendar years that he's going to miss. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a good chance that, you know. I think the game has actually probably gotten even faster in those two years. There's a there is 
not insignificant chance that he literally can't keep up anymore with this with this league. You know, he was already a fairly. I have thought about that a bit, and I do wonder. Just not work. Like he was old, slow, and broken down before he got hurt. And now he's going to come back. Is this injury going to make him more old, slow, and broken down? Or is it just fine because he was already old, slow, and broken down and he can pick up where he left off? Maybe it's like, maybe you're not, if it was, if this was like fucking, I don't know who the fuck's a fast, we haven't had a fast skater on this team in 20 years. If this was Simone Gagne who fucking destroyed his back and came back, he'd probably look significantly different, right? Because he was, it relied on that speed. But Couturier was a fucking snail the whole time. So maybe you won't even notice it's a different guy. <laughs> It'll look just like he was when he picked off because he's so goddamn yeah. useless to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I really think that could be a serious issue. You know, he he hasn't had the Tortorella experience yet. He hasn't had to go through any of the any of the training. Well, I guess no, he didn't go through. I, I guess he went through some of the training camp. He was probably there for a day or two before he uh, got but fucked up. He yeah. hasn't really gone through the John Tortorella process. You know that experience. Yeah, the full training camp, going through the season, and I don't know if he can keep up. I honestly, seriously doubt that. That I seriously think there could be issues with Couturier. In terms of just, he just can't keep up with the players around him on his own team. He can't keep up with the players on the other team anymore. Um, you know, he may, you know, think the game well, and you know, he tends to put himself in the right position. But you know, you got to be able to get from point A to point B in this league right now. You know, you, just because you have good instincts, that only takes you so far in this kind of game. Um, so that's something that you know I'd be real worried about from the Flyers too, in terms of relying on him or bringing him back in any capacity is just his ability to keep up. You know, you, you throw the contract out the window. If the guy can't play, then, you know, I don't know what you do with him. <laughs> you remember when Darian Hatcher started with the Flyers? Oh, yes. Yeah. And at yeah. the, great at the comparison. Be- yeah. And at the beginning, it was like, oh, yeah, this guy's fucking throwing his weight around and he will he will nail you in the corner when you go to get that that puck and he'll make you pay in front of the net and he's smart and positional. Everything's good. And then, like, halfway through the season, when you see him trying to, like, skate the puck out of the zone or along the wall, and you're like, God damn, fuck, he's slow as shit. Yeah, there's, such a good comp, man. Such and it's like, he was, he's good, and there's aspects of his game that, you know what they say, when you're an older player, you're about positioning not speed you you learn to compensate this is what guys like chelios did and why they lasted so long is and pronger too like they're not as fleet of foot they're not as good skating wise as they were when they were younger but they're smarter and they can anticipate you know a little bit further ahead of okay i've got to be here because this is where the play is going to go the play is now going to go towards the front of the net i'm going to go to the front of the net and you can you know, make your career last longer that way. I don't know if Sean Couturier, certainly offensively, I think is where his game is going to really drop. Because Mm -hmm. defensively, I think he'll still be that kind of rover guy in the middle, and he's going to try to shut off the middle of the ice like he used to. Yeah. But then when you transition to offense... I can't see him being the guy that leading is leading the rush. 
he's going to be like that guy that's just huffing and puffing and gliding into the offensive mm-hmm. zone while Farabee and, you know, Tippett or whatever are, are going in there. And he's going to be like the late guy. And if he can get the puck in the slot, great. But if not... And he doesn't have Giroud to carry him this time either. You know, that's, I think, where where he's really going to struggle is on the offensive side of the game. Yeah. Gosh. And they have no, I mean, they have no options with him in terms of getting him off the roster. Nope. He's here till he fucking destroys his back for good and has to retire. <laughs> and even then, he's just going to go on a fucking LTIR for the next seven years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have no option, and I haven't. I think I was messing around with a buyout. I think like last year just to see what it looked like, but I'm sure it's not really any better going into next season as compared to this prior season. You'll be on the so. books till 2050 if you buy him out right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oof. Actually, that's not entirely true, but it's probably not that far off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it, <clears throat> I wish that there was a like a way to manipulate the buyouts to an extent where like the team had discretion on how much they could allocate to the cap in a certain year to make up yes. for like later years. That would be He'd so He'd be on the critical. books till 2037 if you bought him out right now. See, and that would be cool because if you know that next year is a write-off, mm-hmm. it would almost be like advantageous to the Flyers to say, you know what? We're going to buy out two of your years of contract this year because we're not getting the playoffs anyways. Who gives a mm-hmm. shit? Here, we're going to fucking give you 14, 15 million dollars right now. And that'll take, you know, seven point whatever million off of the tail end mm-hmm. when we really mm-hmm. want, you know, to use that money yep. going forward. Yeah, you're right. There should be things in place where where you can kind of it's not manipulate because the player's still getting bought out their full value. It's still a guaranteed contract. It just yeah. gives more flexibility to the club to say, we're not going to be tied down by, but again, it gives an advantage to, you know, the flyers, the Leafs, the Rangers, you know, the teams that are making coin or mm-hmm. supposedly making coin teams with deep pockets. And then the Arizona's of the world, you know, and the Winnipeg jets of the world are kind of sitting there going like, fuck, we can't do that. You know, we can't just throw 20 million at a guy and say, fuck off. And, uh, you know what? Your, your cap hits gone after two years. They can't do that. Yeah. There should be a mechanism in place. The NFL kind of has it, you know, when, when you look at a guy like Howie Roseman with the Eagles, you know, he's constantly, he's constantly restructuring contracts to move money, you know, to pay players more in the immediate future or, or the here and now with signing bonuses or restructure for certain cap hits and whatnot, and kind of, you know, be able to play more musical chairs with that stuff. And I really think the NHL should do that because it creates more mobility with players. I mean, it gives teams more options and, and the players love it because they're getting more money up front, they may have, you know, it's the same amount of money, you know, that they're netting in their contract, but they're able to get more of it faster. Dispersed differently. Yeah. 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 Dispersed differently. Exactly. Dan. And, and they love that. It's actually more player friendly to do it that way because they get more money faster. Uh, and the fact that they don't have that, it's just, it, it's a very archaic and just a elementary type of, of, um, of salary cap system that the league has. They just never got any creativity with it. And, you know, even doing stuff like that would make the world of difference for teams. You'd be able to rebuild faster. You could, you could funnel players off of your team faster. And it's not like they're getting paid any less. 
that's the thing. So it's a it's it's pretty much a win win for everybody. Uh, and I you know I guess the new CBA is coming up in a couple of years here, but you know I maybe they have a provision like that. We haven't seen much creativity in these CBAs over the years, so I'm not expecting been anything. Damn near twenty years at this point, and they're running with the same cap they always have. So. Yeah, yeah, there really should be you know some better attorneys in there, or I don't know who's in charge of you know coming up with those ideas. But that seems like something that you would get an overwhelming majority in favor of doing. 